Hilchah Pesach, we have 12 minutes. I would like to start with, what, what do we start with when you learn about Hilchah Pesach? You start with, what? You guys are very far in. You got to clean for your chametz before you do the medika. So really when you start with is your darshin, shaylim b'darshin binyani shalchag. Parenthetically, where does this come from? Shaylim b'darshin binyani shalchag. It comes from Moshe Rabbeinu. Ezra Mitakim, based on Moshe Rabbeinu, to be Shalom Midarshim Vinyane Shabbos Kol Shabbos. And then all to that, they came next was to do um, each Chag 30 days before. It's sort of become Pesach is the one time that like we're Mekayim this thing because there's so many Hilchas Pesach and the, the Shulchan Aruch already says this. But it's, it's just important to notice it's for every Yantif, for Sukkis and even before uh, Shavuos. Um, even before Shavuos. Um, and many, uh, this is the reason why many shuls focus on Hilchah Shabbos on Shabbos. You told me your Shinerman's been learning Hilchah Shabbos last million years based on that Takana of Ezra. What are you saying? Yeah, but, but based off of that, based off of that, the, the, the Medrash quotes over there. It says, it says Shabbos as well. I'll find it after. They didn't, didn't mean to mention this. So now, well, you know, we're within Shleishim Yayim. So we talk about Pesach. And the first thing you have to know is, base, is cleaning. It's cleaning. So, so anyone who's sitting, oh, what's today's Hebrew day? What's today's Hebrew day? Chaf Aleph. So we're sitting three weeks before Pesach. So anyone who's sitting three weeks before Pesach, hearing a shir and cleaning for Pesach, means they didn't start yet. Means they didn't start yet. And if they started, they're not going to be listening to such a shir. And that's a very important akdama. Because... If you're cleaning for Pesach, because I'm cleaning for Pesach, leave me alone. I started cleaning Hanukkah time, and this is what I do, and this is when I, you know, I organize all my clothing, this is when I manicure my lawn, and this is when... So there's nothing to do with Pesach. It's a beautiful thing, you're very misudar, you have the cleanest house in the world, but that has nothing to do with Pesach. That's not Hilchah's Pesach. That's, that's, that's whatever you want. Hilchah's Pesach is what? Is to clean to do with one objective in mind. What is your objective when you're cleaning for Hilchus Pesach? Is to get rid of chametz. That's your whole objective. You're not getting rid of dust. You're not getting rid of grime. Grime? Is that right? You're not getting rid of... <laughs> My brain started thinking in Baltimorean. It's a big problem. For a while, it was English. But, uh, okay. It's not getting rid of... Um, yeah, I was in an English curl, so like a lot of words, you know, became that way. Um, you're not getting rid of, of dirt. You're getting rid of chametz. Which means, which means, if someone's, you know, let's just like think for a moment. Let's talk about this area right here in front of us. I look at the floor. I don't see any chametz there. Do you see any chametz there? No. So what I have to take out a vacuum cleaner and vacuum this floor. Where? 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 Oh, crumbs. So good. So you're saying because it's carpeting. Good. Perfect. Wonderful. Wonderful. Wait, 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 wait. We'll get the crumbs. I, I want to get there. I, I, I want to go slowly. Good. I look at my table. I just finished eating. Good. Look at my table. Does anyone see anything on this table? No. Good. So would I have to spray this table? No. That is halacha. That is halacha. So much so, the Mr. Brewer writes, the Mr. Brewer writes, I'm, I'm jumping, I'm jumping, I'm jumping, but I, I can't, I can't not jump. Oh, I don't have it. One second. Okay, I'm going to quote a Mishtabura without the Mishtabura, which is not a smart idea. So give me the liberty that I'm saying it right. 
I believe, I believe what the Mishtabura writes is when Erev Pesach is Chal Vishabbos, okay? Which is, everyone remember those years? It's, it's, it's a mess because you have to have Lecha Mishnah. But, but you can't eat matzah. So you actually have to have challah in your house somewhere. How in the world can you do that? Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're eating outside your house, but it's a separate rishos. So you're not allowed to eat there. So it has to be in the house. But how in the world can I have challah in my house? But clean. Good. The Mr. Brewer writes, you know what you should do? When you finish eating, take the tablecloth, be menayer es al haritzbah, and you're done. End the Mr. Brewer. So now, that's not, so, I, they could be crumbs. So what were the floors? Bizman Mishnabura. They were dirt floors. So that means when a crumb falls on a dirt floor, Ganuk shine. That is Be'etzem, all you need to do. Which, I, I'm, in a moment, I'll go in order. Which means if you go and you go and you go under your couch, is under your couch less, I mean, I don't know what's going on under your couch. Under your couch might be super clean, teach your own. But, uh, you know, under my couch, I don't think my wife's listening. Under my couch, you know, it's probably similar to the dirt floors in the Mishnaburah's times. I'm not saying there's dirt under my couch. I'm saying it's a couch. It is, you know. So do you have to theoretically, again, behind the oven, good, like, behind the fridge, Hashem, behind the fridge. You pull away behind the fridge. Oh, what's going on back there? It's growing things. How's it going to grow things in one year? No one ever knows. But it's growing things. And then what do you do? You take out the sprays and you spray it. And then you take out the vacuum and the mop. And then you try to put the fridge back in and it doesn't fit because you cracked off the molding. Okay, listen. So, so now, theoretically, do I have to take out the fridge? No. Why do I take out the fridge? What, what am I finding behind the fridge? Now, I have to be careful with that statement. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Rav Scheinberg is a famous, they're still Adi Mazeb publishing Rav Scheinberg's Cleaning for Pesach, in which he writes that the objective is what we're saying. And he says it's more important, he's talking to women, he says it's more important to enter into Pesach stress-free than, than cleaning like a Meshuggah. And it's more important, it's more important having a little Seder, he writes. He says you're going to clean like a Meshuggah, and you're going to cook like a Meshuggah, and you're going to come to the Seder, you're going to collapse at the table, which unfortunately is too common. That's a Seder? What, what are you doing? You're, you're Meshuggah. Rosh writes this um, very, very clearly. I'll, I'll read you, I'll read you uh, Rav Gissinger. Rav Gissinger writes, uh, Rav Gissinger for, from, from Lakewood. This was, I think, 2021. 2021. So, um, uh, you know, let me, like, let me just read you his words. I'll read you a few of his words, and then we'll get it. We were all and impatiently awaiting the arrival of the Seder nights in all the glory. The entire family, father, mother, children sitting around, the lavishly laden table discussing in depth the very foundation of our Amunah, Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. Our anticipation grows stronger with every passing day. It's unbearable. We can no longer wait. Or can we? I must sadly admit that I've heard people say Pesach is unbearable. It's too hard. Not worth the work. If my previous description of the Seder doesn't seem to match yours, perhaps you're doing something wrong. I must elaborate a bit, and I will occasionally quote and draw from the writings of Agoyin Rav Chaim Pichat Scheinberg. Shlita, so then obviously they're republishing a letter that was quite old, which is important because they put this out in 2021, which was COVID year, and I was wondering as I was reading it, was this, he was just like being uh, whatever because of COVID. He's, he's, this, is, this is pre-COVID, this is regular world, so let's not get... So he's saying, if one is going and saying, I can't do this, you have it wrong. 
And he continues, obviously the primary problem is the pre-Pesach cleaning. Cleaning. And more cleaning. Unfortunately, the average housewife does, and this is a rub in Lakewood, I don't know, he's a rub for I don't know, 40 years, 40 years or something, does 75% more cleaning than is required according to Allah. 75%. Spring cleaning should be done after Pesach. The following items do not need to be washed for Pesach. This is my thing. Wind, I didn't read this before we started, by the way. I'm enjoying this. Windows, walls, carpets, ceilings, doors, doorknobs, linens, bedsteads, curtain towels, fresh dish towels. For all those with other chametz, pots, pans, dishes, flatware, appliances, toys, which are being stored away for Pesach, do not require cleaning. The closet room where chametz and or utensils are being locked up does not need to be cleaned for Pesach. You're selling it, Rabbi Nadalma. So we, we clean the whole room to put in the chametz things, to lock the door and tell to the guy, ah, tippish, what are you doing? Leave the room a mess. Rather, merely, here, listen, ready? Merely take a quick assessment of the approximate amount of chametz present so it could properly list it amongst the items being sold as chametz and move on. Move on. Before beginning specific halachas regarding the preparation of the home and kitchen for a basic, I wish to make it clear. I have no intention of abolishing minhagim. I was waiting for it to say this because it's a mishtabruah. I don't think he's about to quote. It's a mishtabruah that says, never make fun of people on Pesach, even and he quotes people that wash the walls. <laughs> what make fun of We should make fun of them. What are they doing washing the walls? He says, and so now I'll read what he says. I'm not abolishing minhagim, but passed down by classical generations. After all, Shalchanarach and latter poison command the chumrois, stringencies for Pesach. Why? Because Yisrael Kedoshimim. Nevertheless, some practices adopted by women today are not an actual continuation of those minhagim. Furthermore, one is not permitted to perform stringencies. It's a lo- big line. When they infringe upon and undermine basic Torah obligations. For his example, as stated above, women are obligated in all the mitzvahs of the Seder as men are. They also have the mitzvah of Simchas Yantif, enjoying the Chag. How can these be accomplished when they are totally washed out, exhausted, and too tense to even maintain a conversation? We must maintain our priorities. So now, with that, Hakdama, we don't really have any time to go weiter. So I think today we'll call this Hakdama. We'll call this, no, we have to go weiter because no, I, the, the, I, I, no, I want to go into, I, I want to say one thing with the fridge. I, I one taught one year, this is going back about five years ago. Um, I was in a hotel and okay, we have to do a particular hotel. You don't have to do a particular hotel. What do you have to do? But um, I moved around the furniture in the hotel, not because I was being a machmer doing a because yeah, if anyone's ever been in a hotel with kids, you always like try to like figure out a way to get the kid in the corner, like move the like TV in front of the kid, like pretend like it's in like a separate room, you know, so that the kid doesn't wake up. Okay, listen, I'll tell you the tricks of the trade. So this is what I'm busy doing, Gary Yantif. And I move over, I move out the uh, what's that piece of furniture called that the TV's on? The thing. Desk. It was no, not the desk. No, the fancy was armoire, the the chlais. whatever it is, good. And I find behind there a pack of cookies. Perfectly edible. Perfectly edible. Now, who owned those cookies right now? I did. Why did I own those cookies? Because I'm renting it. It's in my house. No. No. No, no, no. I own it. You're right about what you're about to say because I was mevatel it. It's true. I was mevatel everything. You never, what do you mean? Why am I not owning it? 
No, no, but that's all telling you bittel. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. That's all telling you bittel shmus. I'm, I'm, I'm saying ostensibly, ostensibly. If it was a Tuesday this week, I'm in a hotel. It's my items. So, so now, ham is to be, as we're going to see, once you did bittel, and once you mavatel everything, on the derisa level, you own nothing, even things that are in your pocket. And then on the derabana level, only you have to get rid of whatever, the firm might not be an issue. But I'm going back to my case of the fridge. And I said, you don't have to take away the fridge. That's not true. Because, especially in the world of children, I don't know, maybe a pack of cookies fell behind the fridge. Definitely could happen. So, and they're perfectly edible. It's in a package. It's in a package. So something like that, that you do have to look for. So you definitely do have to move things in a way to make sure there, there aren't items stuck there. That, that's for, even when we finish, it's going to be true. Now, if you didn't, you're not going to have been over because we do bittel on the derisa level and on the derabana level, you, you whatever. So and, we're, we're, and you sell the chum. It's very good. So we, we take care of everything, which is, that's going to call into question. The next question is, what are we doing by the bdika if, if you're not doing anything? Which we'll get there. So there are things you have to do, but that's the hakdama. And the siyat pick up from here tomorrow.